friend, on today's creativity chat, I have Alyssa Gant Black of Yaya Books, and we're just going to be talking about creating from grief. Alyssa, hello. Hello. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. Alyssa and I worked for the same company, and I remember one time we were making a video, and she shared a poem, uh, like spoken word, and I was. I was just sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, she's so good at this. <laughs> and then this year in October, you launched Yaya Books. And I just wanted to kind of talk about the process of creating a bookstore, but also um, like how that came to be. So, so first off, Yaya Books is an online bookstore featuring literature written by black authors and books that speak to the black experience. Why was that important for you to focus on? Well, it was important because for a few different reasons, but I'll start with my community. So I grew up in the southeast side of Atlanta, and I always felt like that was an area that was pretty neglected, forgotten about. Nobody ever visits. Nobody talks about it. And if you do hear about it, it's in a negative light. So one day I was just outside and I saw some kids sitting in front of my apartment and they were just standing there watching a fight happening outside in a parking lot. Two adults were fighting and I just felt compelled to step outside and distract them from that fight. So the the kids in my community, it seems like to me that people don't necessarily really pay attention to them the way that they should. Sometimes I'll see them getting engaged in things that they probably shouldn't be engaged in. So I just felt like that was a moment and an opportunity for me to just kind of pour into them. So I went outside and we talked, we exchanged information. I got to learn about them. They got to learn about me. And from that moment forward, I started learning all of these things about just what it's like to be a little black girl. And of course, we we both have been little black girls before, but it's a different yeah. thing now when you actually get to sit down and talk to them and hear their perspective about things. And it's an eye opener because they would share with me, you know, the way that they felt about their hair or their skin, their complexion, and it will always be in a negative way. So one day I was at Elevon and I came across a bookstore in the other building. Uh, I think that's the, the King building. So there's a bookstore happening in there and I'm walking through because I, I already love books. So I'm just walking through the book fair and I come across this book by Grace Byers. It's called I Am Enough. And there's a beautiful picture of a little black girl with this big afro. And immediately I said, I need these. <laughs> so I bought about 10 copies of that book and I took wow. it home and I'm getting off the bus, the martyr bus. I'm walking to my apartment and they come running towards me, Miss Alyssa, Miss Alyssa. And I pull out the book and I tell them, you know, I have something for you. So I write these affirming messages on the front inside flap, and it would just say something like, you're amazing, your hair, your skin, everything about you is perfect just the way it is. And I signed my name on it and gifted them to about 10 girls in my community. And then from that moment forward, I just felt that there is a, an immense need for little girls and little black boys to see themselves. And then I started realizing that there weren't many times in my life where I can say that I saw myself in literature, um, especially mm -hmm. in school. You know, when I think back on my, my education, I think about books like 
Romeo and Juliet or, you know, the classics that they always shove down your throat. Catch the Great Gatsby. <laughs> right, The Great Gatsby. Catch her in the rye. And I'm like, you know, we really had, we've missed out on so much in high school. That was a missed opportunity because those are the years that you could have taught me so much more about people who look like me, like Lorraine Hansberry, or more about um, Audre Lorde. These are people that I didn't even know exactly existed until after high school. So I just wanted to fill that gap and and um, expose not just kids, but black adults and white adults, anybody for that matter, just expose them to a whole new world of black literature that is so often forgotten about, just like my community, forgotten and neglected. I like how you talk about exposure. I think that is so important. And oftentimes, Uh, that's the only thing that's keeping someone back from reading a new author or like reading a book that maybe you've never heard of is you just don't know it exists Um, or someone's not telling you like hey go read this book right right I think that's really great that you had that moment at the king building hey I can buy these books for these girls and then you went back and gave it to them did they ever come back and say something they didn't speak about the book specifically but they will always come back to me and just talk about anything they talk to me about school or they just always wanted to share with me things that are going on in their lives or they would want to show me something they worked on in class or even just art performances um there's a little girl in my community whose name is Alyssa, just like mine and she actually lives about five apartments down from me and my mom. I don't live in that neighborhood anymore, but yeah, she would just come and knock on my door and she'd say, Miss Alyssa, can I show you um, this new dance that I came up with? Or can I show you this theatrical performance? And she would really like just stand in front of me and she had a dance, she had a script. And I'm looking at her like, this is incredible. And the fact that you want to share it with me, I just felt so honored because I'm wondering how many people do these kids get to share things with, or do they even feel comfortable sharing things like this with their, with their, um, with their community outside of school. So I just felt that that was an important moment for her to share her art with me and for me to receive that and let her know that, you know, you have to hold on to this gift. And there are so many gifts in in our communities, mine, yours, everybody. We're all living in areas where there's so much untapped potential. And so I just thought that was a, a remarkable moment. And our relationships have grown since that point. Yeah, it sounds like you've definitely built trust with these girls and, you know, there's a freedom and trust that I don't know if exists outside of it. I thought it was really bold how you started off your About Me section on Yaya Books and you just said, Mm -hmm. accepting my father's death has been the greatest challenge of my life. Yaya Books was named after him or is named after him and you launched on his birthday in October. So Mm -hmm. what gave you that desire to start this past October? And how long had that kind of been floating in your head? Yaya Books was named after an autobiography that my dad was writing called Waiting for My Yaya. And I came across that autobiography, I believe, after 
he passed. You get when someone passes, you know, you start unearthing all of these things that you didn't know existed before, like old documents and everything. So I came across a binder or maybe somebody shared it with me. I'm not sure exactly how it came into my possession, but it was a binder um, with my dad's hand, original handwriting. And it was it was um, an autobiography of his life from birth up until I want to say about maybe in his early 30s, late 20s. Yeah, and he detailed so many parts of his life from where he used to live when he was a kid, and it really showed the migration of living in this side of town and moving to another and, you know, moving homes. And so I got to learn a lot about that side of my history, and my dad meant so much to me. I I really feel like my dad kind of inspired the artistic side of me because he was a visual artist, and he also played um, piano. He played guitar and he was just a very, a very artsy and philosophical type of person. So, yeah, he just meant so much to me. I think about him every day and it's still hard to get over that loss. It was a huge loss in my life. So I try to find ways to honor my father all the time. But not just my father, I try to find ways to honor my family because when people interact with me or when I show up in the world, I try to bring everything with me. I try to show that this is who I am and this is where it all came from. My family is my rock. So I said, hmm, my dad, since my dad means so much to me and he never got to finish his autobiography, I said, let me let me take Yaya and make it a continuation of my dad's mm-hmm. story that was never finished. So <laughs> since it's a book story, it's perfect because my dad was writing a book. So Yaya Books is the continuation of my father's journey. I'm just picking up where he left off, and it's a way for me to honor him and keep his spirit alive. So since he didn't get to finish that in physical form I'm finishing it off for him oh, that's, I love that Alyssa that's really cool thank you how do you feel like writing has helped almost like your taste for literature well, how has writing helped my book selection yeah hmm, that's a good question Yaya Books is a bookstore that features books by black authors and black literature I guess I would say that being a black writer and a black poet myself, you know, that's that's definitely something that I wanted to see more of. So, of course, I have to I have to look out for black literature and sometimes I have a bias for <laughs> authors like um Zora Neale Hurston whose writing is very poetic, especially Their Eyes Were Watching God. That's a classic classic story and it's very very poetically written Um, but also I like to shout out and promote other authors authors that people may not have heard about because I know how it feels you know to be kind of in the background or wanting to be heard so I'm not just pulling classic literature I'm also trying to promote and show people that there are so many other underground black authors and black poets that we may not know about. So I think um, I think that's how I would correlate 
my poetry and my writing to Yaya books. This is what you wrote in an interview with mm-hmm. Voyage Atlanta. It says, I don't want to focus on what sets me apart from others because I think that in an industry like this, those of us providing black books, we have to move as a unit because the mission of amplifying black stories is a collective revolutionary purpose. It takes every last one of us moving in unison to set us free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just <laughs> like the way you worded that. I like that it's you use words like collective and unison as it related to moving. When do you feel like you came to that perspective of it's not just me, it's a collective? I never really phrased it that way in my head until I started writing for that interview. And I think that's when I had my light bulb moment because we, we just opened October 18th. So we've we're fairly new we have you're a, you're a baby yeah, we haven't been around very long so there are so many revelations and thoughts that i'm having right in this time period but i think that's the moment where i just kind of sat down like yeah <laughs> this this has to be a collective effort that's the only way this works and to to coincide with that are the messages that i get from strangers I'm always getting messages from people that say things like, this is why Yaya Books is so important, because you're sharing stories like Invisible. I believe Invisible is the story about a black woman lawyer. I want to say she was based in New York around the 1950s, and she was very responsible for bringing down one of the largest mobsters in New York City at that time. And she's kind of one of those hidden figures. So I'm always looking for books that can bring our history out into the sun, books that you probably haven't heard of that speak on on hidden figures that really we need to learn about. So I'm always getting messages from people saying, this is why this bookstore is important, or I have to support you because this means so much to the culture. And so I think at that moment when I was reflecting on that for the interview, that's when it dawned on me that this is important work. It's not just about you know, having your own business or making a profit. I never wanted to put profit over people or profit over history. The mission is to get people to learn about our history, to bring all these things out from obscurity so that we can have a better understanding of who we are as a people, where we came from and where we're going. I could just listen to you speak all day. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> if someone's interested in checking out Yaya books, where should they go? And if someone wants to submit a book, what does that look like? If they're interested in purchasing a book or even just seeing what we're about, you can go to um, yayabooksllc.com. And then our email address is yayabooksllc at gmail.com. And then on social media sites, we're just yayabooksllc. Yeah, you can check us out there. Um, send us an email if you'd like to get promotion. So I'm always open to highlighting people. And it you don't have to worry about cost. The mission is to just get Black books out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, we can work together and figure figure out what that looks like so just shoot me an email I don't know if you've just always had this like intrinsic knowing of the importance of mentorship Mm -hmm. um I feel like I've always known that I need to be under mentorship but also attempt to mentor whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. how are you mentored and and if you're not like how did you realize that 
I didn't have this, but it's so important that other people do. Are you familiar with the Year Up organization? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Actually, my time spent at Year Up was so transformative. I learned okay. so much about myself that I, I just, I encourage everybody to look into Year Up because Year Up taught me a lot. It, it shook me up in so many ways. It was just a year of my life, but it really brought, it brought so many different people into my life. And I was able to learn from a lot of people. So I was just a sponge soaking up everything. I mean, the teachers, the professors at Europe, they poured so much into me. And I feel like that was a, a time period in my life where I was going from uncertainty into knowing. So I, I was graduating from a period of not knowing which way is up, which way is down. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life or how to get anywhere. And then when Year Up came, it put a lot of things in perspective. I felt more grounded. I was able to really showcase a lot of my art. I was able to just connect with who I am. And we were assigned mentors during that um, year. And I still communicate with my mentor. She has been such, such a huge part of my professional development. So I, I actually just spoke to her maybe two weeks ago about everything that's going on in my life. So I think that moment is when I really understood the power of mentorship. I don't want to take anything away from my family at all, because my family are huge mentors in my life as well. My mother, my sister, my grandmother, all of them. But it's it's always a little different when it's somebody outside of your, your family or outside of your friend zone that shows an interest in you. It makes you it makes your ears open up a little bit more. So her impact in my life has been just so incredible. And I always told myself, if I ever get a mentee, I want to be like her. I want to be able to pour into somebody the way that she's poured into me because she just had made such, such an impact on my life. And I don't know, you know, what things would look like now or if I would have a certain mind, the mindset that I do now, if it wasn't for her influence, because she's really done a lot for me. I, I just don't even feel like I can respond to the things that you're saying. <laughs> like generally, I feel like I have something to say, but right now I'm just like soaking it all in. So thank you. There were two quotes that I really liked from the interview. The greatest struggle was trying not to succumb to self-sabotaging thoughts about not being good enough. I was so afraid and I almost psyched myself out of going forward a couple of times. And you're talking about making Yaya books. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you want to do this? Maybe you should just wait. I didn't though. I jumped without a real plan, but my spirit knew that it was time and I decided to trust it. In my life, when I've wanted to do something, I've always felt like I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And you just, you just jumped still in the midst of feeling like that. What encouragement would you give to someone that's listening that doesn't feel ready, but feels like he or she needs to do something and can't drop that? I would just say, don't wait. Just don't wait. Because I, I like to look at it like this and Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, there was a quote going around after he passed and they were saying that, can't quote it verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, when I get to the end of my life, I want to be able to look at God and say that I used up every ounce of talent that he gave me. That's, that's a quote that's been ringing in my ear ever since he passed. 
And it, it really put a lot of things in perspective. I don't want to get to the end of my life having done none of the things that I wanted to do. So I just try to, to, to tell myself that, you know, it doesn't matter whether I fail. It doesn't matter if I look stupid or if I embarrass myself because I'm here to do something. I, I'm not just here to be a passerby and just let life happen to me. I am here to do something. And you will never know what you can do or how great you can be if you just don't try. So you have to be a jumper. You just have to jump off the diving board and just go for it. There's no guarantee, you know, that, that we have all this amount of time. There's no guarantee what tomorrow will look like. So we just have to go for everything that we want and just get out of that mindset of fear. Because if we stay in the mindset of fear, we'll never be able to accomplish anything. But I would much rather say that I tried to do it instead of I didn't try at all. So I would mm-hmm. just say just, just try not to have fear and and get over the feeling of, of looking stupid and being embarrassed because it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's gonna happen. And you know, it's just something that we just have to be okay with. I'm okay with looking stupid. I'm okay with failing. I'm okay with being embarrassed. I'm okay with saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing because it's a part of my growth and I accept all aspects of how I'm supposed to grow. I accept all aspects of how I'm supposed to grow. Alyssa, thank you so much for being on today's Creativity Chat. Friends, check out Yaya Books. One of your dreams, I'm going to say this in closing, it says, I've been daydreaming about riding through the hoods of Atlanta in a bookmobile, providing a literary escape for undeserved kids to learn about the magic of who they are. That is the direction that we hope to go in the near future. And I really believe you're going to have a bookmobile. Thank you. It's going to be really sweet. (laughs) Um, I'm proud of you, Alyssa, and I support Yo-Yo Books, and I will continue to however I can. One, reading the books or also uh, suggesting authors. I'm excited for you and whatever that entails. So check out Alyssa's website, and um, I'll talk to you next week. Oh, I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Bye. Bye.